0: You're listening to the Busy Business Bitches podcast, the creative entrepreneur source for bold, bossy, and sometimes busy business advice. With your hosts, Misha Hetty and Alicia Wicker.
1: Your story, your why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that we've gone, and sounded like a, a douche commercial.
0: <laughs> why don't they sell douches based on somebody's story? I don't know. I don't want a story. I don't
1: want a douche in any. No, just no.
0: Don't want a douche story? No. no.
1: All right. So all right. That aside, we are talking about your why, your real why. Not the why did you go into business for yourself? Because I needed to buy food for my children. Because obviously everyone needs to do that. And your kids, your customers, I have some bad news for you. Your customers don't actually give a crap about your kids.
0: I don't give a crap about
1: your kids. That was Grumpy Bear, for the record. Yes.
0: Not quite sure what Grumpy Bear sounds like anymore. (laughs) But that was my best Grumpy Bear. But yeah, nobody gives a shit about the reason that you need to feed your family or put gas in your car or get a roof over your head. That's not a story that connects on any level to anyone because we all have that same story. And it's, you know, basic.
1: Yeah, but, the, know, I need to buy food struggle is a struggle we all share. So it's like, and your point. So when people right away, like when they come up with these, 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 what is your why? Find your why? Well, I wanted to be able to spend time with my family. No shit. Me too. Moving right along. The story that I want to hear is the thing that sets you apart. The thing that made you go into business in the specific way that you do your POV, your tagline, the thing that makes you fucking special.
0: Yes. Yes. What makes people want to be down with your OPP?
1: We, oh man, we already went over this OPP business. We don't want them down with our OPP. Um, but you had a great example. You heard a great example the other day. Um, Uh,
0: I was watching the profit and I've, you know, I was pretty sure I'm like, I think I want to like be BFFs with Marcus, um, who's on the profit show. And so he He's a business advisor investor. He goes in and he wants to help these people with their watch company It was a flex watch company and it had started out that they had these like watches and there was like 10 different watches and each of those watches correlated to a charity which they would donate a percentage of a sale to that specific charity and um, Yeah, it is and so they had started that and um, one of the founders moms um She was helping them to find these charities to donate to, you know, like a charity for hunger. And she found like a, I don't know, hunger charity. I'm so bad at charities. Um, Little kid charity, poor people charity. Yeah, I think there was like a clean water charity, um, all these different ones, um, military charity. And so they were going along and they were having great success. They were like almost up to $2 million in sales. And um, they were very popular. And then things started to go to the wayside when one of the founder's moms died of breast cancer. Um, And he was very upset about his mom's death. He is still grieving it. And um, then the next thing that happens is you have one of their stores selling the watches saying, hey, can you get us a watch at a higher price point? So they do but the watch doesn't follow along with the original intent of the company. So it flops, it just looks like, why do we have this random watch here now, it doesn't make any sense. So Marcus uh, challenged them to go and create a vision board, get back to your story. What is the message behind your business? So they go and they're making a vision board and um, the one who had lost his mother is putting up pictures of surfing and California beaches and you know all the California lifestyle images you could imagine. And so they take it to his branding company and they just want some feedback and they're like, I wouldn't have known that this was a watch business because it looks like it's just a business about like traveling to California. Um, And so, you know, it took them a while to understand that, you know, the thing that's going to sell now is to, you know, change one of those watches into like the breast cancer watch that relates to the cause but it ties back to the story of his mom who helped start the watch company or uh, inspire the idea for it and donating to these charities and now we have a special additional watch and this is the story behind this watch um so it was a really cool story about you know how deeply it's like yes it's just watches but the story behind it makes it that
1: much more powerful yeah it is so much more powerful than just bland icon iconography like <laughs> Even the In-N-Out cup has palm trees on it, so who cares? But when you know the story behind whatever, it, it's so much more compelling. And you know what? Honestly, there's two kinds of companies. There's the kind of company that we buy shit from because we have to, like Charmin or, or whatever brand of toilet paper you buy. You gotta buy toilet paper, so pick one, right? And then there's the kind of the, the kind of brands that you are a wild, raving nut job fan about. I am a huge fan of Farm Girl Flowers. I love their mission. I love their product. I love that they, they deliver flowers via bicycle in San Francisco. How do I know this? Because they tell their story. That's the thing that sets them apart. I could order flowers from anyone and they're not cheap, so I'm not ordering them because they're the cheapest. I'm ordering them because I've connected with their story in a way that no other, like Teleflora is not hooking me up with that same good, feel good feeling. So, yeah.
0: and, and, you know, when I look at some of those other um, online flower shops or whatever, not that I do it too often, but occasionally I look and I'm like, gosh, this just feels like the Walmart of flowers, you know, yeah. Here, here's flowers, pick a vase, send it. I'm like, mm, okay, but there's no like cool little story behind it. And if there was a cool story, like, you know. I don't know what the story behind
1: flowers would be, but you know. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely though. That's, that is the thing. Once they pick that story, it set them apart. They, uh, you know, they are very low waste. Their stuff is locally grown. They're not like flying in, you know, uh hot house roses from Chile or whatever. So yeah, I'm willing to pay more. Here's the, Here's the the, uh, the clincher, people. If you're the kind of business, if you want to be a toilet paper business, go ahead and turn this podcast off right now. Don't worry about what we're saying. But if you want to be that you know, flower boutique that is more expensive than everyone else and stands head and shoulders above the rest, the thing that's going to get you there is your story. Your, again, your real story, your real why.
0: Yeah, it, you can't... Um you can't sell without the story. You know, I have to buy gasoline. There's no story behind my gas. I mean, there might be a story later if I bought cheap gas and my car, you know, stalls out. Um, And that's the story I tell about the cheap fucking gas. It's not the story they told me to sell this gas. Not the brand
1: story. Right.
0: And so, and I know sometimes the gas companies try to make these stories about, oh, the environment and all that. But it's not that, to me, that's not an emotional connection that I'm making. And it's like, there's no face to the gas company. I don't know who's running it. Um, Maybe if it was more like, um,
1: what's his name? Branson in Virgin. Totally. I totally want to buy, I want to, I don't even know if they fly out of my local airport, but I would, would like to use a Virgin flight because I think Richard Branson's a cool guy.
0: Yeah, I want to hop on a plane because it looks like it's a disco party.
1: Yeah, like Tesla. Think about Tesla. We all know Elon Musk. We all know his vision, his goal, his story.
0: Like, I, well, I will say at first I thought he was a cologne.
1: <laughs> Everyone wants to smell like Elon Musk.
0: I was like, who's this Elon Musk? Like cologne? Do I need to get it for my husband? I don't know. And then I like I was reading my Ink magazine or one of those business magazines. I went,
1: like, oh, it's a dude. It's a dude. Yeah. No, but yeah, that the story associated with that product is so much more interesting. What's the story of the Dodge Viper? I have no idea.
0: I don't know the the story of Dodge, like they've rebranded back into, you know, going back to their roots. And the story that I get out of it is just, you know, for my challenger, it's like power and I'm going to kick your ass when I'm on the road. But that's only because I have the V8, not the pussy V6.
1: Oh my geez. So there is a brand story to Dodge and you know it and you, you connect with it.
0: I do, but it's not the reason that I bought. the okay. uh, The story behind the reason I bought the Challenger goes back to the days of the Dukes of Hazard show.
1: Okay,
0: that was the actual Charger, not a Challenger. But since then, the body styles have kind of switched and morphed, and the Charger doesn't look like the Challenger did back then. I always wanted a car like that. No, I don't okay. want the flag on the top and the. <laughs> <laughs> no Daisy Dukes for you. I, I do want a megaphone thing or, a, you know, how the cops have the thing to talk. I want yeah. that, but someone's told me that's illegal. Anyhow, it goes back to my childhood. I want something that reminds me of my childhood, so I wanted that car. It's always been, like, a life goal thing. Um, and you could you even – bought a car because of
1: a, a – sto- that is still a brand story tie-in. Like, yeah. they had a choice. You know, I'm sure when the Dukes of Hazard was around, they went to, you know, I don't know, car companies of the 70s. Uh, well,
0: they could have got a Chevy Nova.
1: Right. But they didn't. They made a tie-in with Dodge. And that was a brand story that attracted you. Um imagine the
0: Jigsaw Hazard in a Gremlin?
1: I think or, it would be a kind of a different show. Or in a Pinto? A Dodge a Dodge Dart even. Even if they just had a different Dodge, not so much.
0: Yeah, Dodge Dart. It's like, Dodge Dart's OK, but it's not cool. <laughs> no.
1: It's still not cool. <laughs> no, It's not cool. Um, so yeah, so so yeah, here's a that's a perfect example of a brand story that you were attracted to that made you spend money.
0: And how many years did that story stick with me? I don't know, it was on maybe when I was 7 and I got my car when I was 37, 30 years that story stuck with me and the memories associated with it. It was I was sold on it and I was going to get it. It took some time, obviously. Yeah. Um but that it was just like I held on to that story and I will always be a fan of that car and those memories and it's always going to stick with me. And when you have that story, you don't have to work as hard as marketing at the marketing end.
1: Yeah, no, you don't have to constantly beat people over the head and try to, you know, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me and and just put the same, just keep putting stuff out there because your story exists. You're confident in it and you just project it and people are attracted to that. So this goes back to like the dawn of human existence. Cavemen were like painting shit on walls to tell stories, to communicate. And um, sometimes when we go into the whole sales and marketing aspect of our business, we really lose sight of that. We're like, oh, I just need to tell them what I have for sale. Oh, I just need to tell them whatever it is. And we don't connect that story together. And when we miss that, we miss a giant chunk of human connection. We miss the conversation. We miss building memories that make people want to buy. It's a mistake, dude.
0: Oh, yeah. Because I think, and that was key, what you said with the conversations. The conversation is a part of marketing because, you know, they're getting to know who you are. They're getting to see who you are. You know, there's only so much you can communicate in writing. There's only so much you can communicate on the website through pictures and stories and stuff. But as soon as like I can make even just video eye contact with you mm-hmm. or whatever, it's like, then you get another glimpse into yeah. the story behind it. That's like why the watch company, they made a video behind this watch that was specific for the mother. And he goes through in this video sharing old videos and old pictures of him when he was a kid with his mom and, um, you know, the sad music. And it's like, and then you're like connected to the story because then you're thinking about your mom. And, oh. Yeah. And so it's a whole emotional connection that's being made. You, you can't quantify the emotion and how valuable it is.
1: Totally. No, we uh, there's a... a phrase that lots of people have said i don't know who originated it probably like john f kennedy or some shit but um if they cry they buy and if you've you've heard me talk about sales before you've you've heard me say that because when people are emotionally invested in something they they bust out their wallets um you if you can get them to that point where they're feeling you're gonna have a lot easier time of selling whatever it is you've got for sale um so speaking of stories since we're here Tell, I, I want to know about your story. Why, why, what's the story behind um, Designers Club, for example, your most popular product?
0: So with Designers Club, it's, you know, if you don't know, I started my, my career. I went to school to become an interior designer. I graduate school. I go to work in the commercial field side of things. Um, I go and uh, have my baby and then I decide, oh, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. And then I realized I'm getting bored watching Elmo and I can't handle it anymore. And I don't want to go back into the commercial side. I, it was never like my most exciting projects that I worked on. And I was like, well, I'm going to start my residential design business. I went and got all those certifications that were like I thought were going to set me apart. I thought that was going to be a part of my story, my why. Like this is why
1: you're going to choose me because I have because, this. Time. yeah, I have a degree that I paid for and I have an, I took a test. Yes. A lot of people think that that is part of their why. It's not, dude. It is not part of your test. Your test scores are not part of your why. Sorry. This isn't the PSATs.
0: No. And even now, who the fuck cares what your PSAT was? I don't even think I took that. I think I took the A. I, I know I took the SAT. I failed on that. But anyhow. Really?
1: I got a great SAT score. I got like almost perfect in verbal and that's very rare.
0: Oh, wow. I, for- I, I, I thought I was done. And so I shut my book. And I was like, "Why am I done so early? Are all these people dummies?" And then I was, <laughs> like, I was like, "I'll review my book." Oh shit! There's a whole section I didn't finish, so I had the shittiest SAT score ever. Somehow I still got into college. Probably just there you go. My money. Anyhow. Look
1: at that. Yeah, I I got an almost perfect score, and I didn't. It didn't go to any special college. I went to community fucking college. So yeah, take your test scores, ball them up, throw them out the window. We did not give a shit. No, that's doesn't really matter. So.
0: I'm starting my design business. I'm looking for help. And I'm reaching out. I'm taking courses. And I'm just, somebody help me. I'm emailing other designers. Help me. Help me. Uh, And it basically like was F you go away. F you go away. Or, oh, well, I'm only going to work with you if you have um, $250,000 in revenue. It's like, I, I can't even get to $2 in revenue. We need to get there first. I need help. There was no one there who was willing to help me. Uh, a lot of people were giving me bad advice about who I was supposed to be. They wanted me to be something I was not. I did not. I can't be professional, like professional, where I have to wear a suit. Um, I have to have a bouffant hair, whatever the fuck it is. I can't keep the F word out of my mouth. It's always in there. Um, I'm just, you know, a down to earth type of person. I'm that's who I am. And I can't be pretend to be something I'm not. But that was the advice that was being given to me at the time. And I just I was like, I can't do this. I'm not going to have a business where it's not just 100% me. And I started growing my business, you know, taking advice from other industries, because there was no one in the design field helping anyone. And I started figuring it out. And once I started figuring it out, other designers were watching what I was doing and I started getting the emails. Oh, I love what you're doing. show me, show me. And so a light bulb went off and I realized, you know, there was no one there for me that was like me. Like I wanted to be that person so they would have um, someone that they could trust, someone that wanted to be their advocate and help them and inspire them and get them where they needed to be because there was no one like that for me. That was my biggest whole thing because I was like, this sucks balls. I don't know what the hell's wrong with this industry, but this sucks balls that there's
1: not someone out there like that. So you filled you filled a niche that that needed to exist because yeah. no one was there for you. And that's the cool thing about the designers club. I know we're talking about the designers club a lot, but just deal with me. Um, if you don't like it, I don't care. Um, the cool thing about it is that it's a really awesome group of people who all, um, they don't mind that you say the F word. They're, they're there for you because they believe in what you have to say. They all know your story and they're on board with it. Like you're very, very open about your whole life and experience. And, um, the shit that people tell me when I hear people say that the, uh, a brand is what people say about your business when you're not in the room. Mm hmm. And what I hear about you is not like, oh, Alicia makes the best spreadsheets or Alicia charges the cheapest price. It's like, no, she, she knows her shit. She's funny as hell. I love how she's, you know, she's always there to support us. Like the shit that they say about you is directly related to that. You are a down to earth, real person who is providing advice in a, in a niche where there wasn't any before. Yeah. So yeah. You, you live your brand, you live your story. It, it You are... real deal through and through.
0: Thank you, my lady love. You're welcome. Kiss, kiss.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. Sorry I had to see the smooches. Oh, yeah. It was air smooches. It was good. Yeah. I mean, it's all PG, right? Except for our language. Our language is definitely R. No. So tell me what's up with your story, your why. (laughs) My douche commercial why. Um, My why is it's. Uh, you know what's funny is I actually thought about this a lot. Um, so when I was a kid, uh, I thought that my story was simply that I had gotten laid off and I was like, I can't be me at any of these jobs that I've ever been in, so fuck it, I'm an, entre- I'm an entrepreneur by default. Um, and the longer I am in this field, because I have actually had more than one business, I've actually you know started and stopped a couple of different things. But um, the reason that I'm a serial entrepreneur is that I some for some people the nine to five is great. Some people want a pension. Some people want to cl- punch a clock and come home and have a budweiser or whatever it is. I don't even know. They want that nine to five life, and it's cool for them. But for others, it is screaming bullshit. It is terrible, um, and I'm one of the others. And I like supporting people who are making that transition from nine to five, or even from mommyhood mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. When I was a kid. Um, my dad is like really, really smart, cool, just he, I'm going to make him listen to this so he can hear me say these nice things about him. Really smart, cool guy. But um, he has always busted his ass his whole life. He works so hard to provide for us, you know, nine million children. And a couple of years ago, um, I don't know how the topic came up, but he was just telling me, I, you know, I'm really concerned that I don't have, I'm not leaving any kind of legacy. I, you know, I know my job is important because he works in, um, uh, network security for like the department of justice. So it's like an important job. Like you don't want Obama, o- Osama bin Laden, or what is his name? Osama bin Laden? Is that the we- one anyway? But you don't want Al Qaeda reading your, your email. So that's what my dad does. He protects the, the government's whatever. So um, even though he has a really big, important job, he's like, I don't know what my legacy is. I don't know what I'm leaving behind. Um, I would love if I could just find a way to, to have a Christmas tree farm. Hmm. It, I know, random, right? He would love to have land and grow something and have something that he can leave to his children. And he, I, he's going to do it someday. Uh, and I'll be there to support him when he does, um, because there's life outside the nine to five, and I want to support anyone who wants to figure that out.
0: Oh yeah, that would be cool, oh. cause then I can tie it into nine and Oh lord, <laughs> he could have, he could have like Ray Pruitt. He could have, he could have the uh, pumpkin farm that turns into the Christmas tree farm. Right. I don't know yeah. what you do in the beginning of the year. I guess you relax off all your sales from Halloween and Christmas.
1: Yeah, you just chill. Yeah, you chill
0: and grow your trees.
1: and pumpkin. You could have an Easter village if you wanted to. Oh. No, I think he wants to have the place where you like grow the Christmas trees.
0: No. Oh, yeah. Well, you could do that. You could have pumpkin patch. You could have your little forest. Yeah. And then you could have like a forest, like a part of your forest where you grow your Christmas trees, and you could have like an Easter village with little houses. This and- is what I'm saying. Oh, it could be so cool. It would be like, remember, didn't they used to have, I don't think I went to it, but like Santa's Village up somewhere in California, mm-hmm. and they had it where they found a way to open it all year long, and I was like, oh, I want to go to Santa's Village all year long. I never went.
1: No, I never, I've never. i never been either. I'm like, oh, Santa's Village, that's, that looks so cool as I drive by on the freeway and never go in there. No. <laughs> yeah, no, the point is, no matter what your dream is, no matter how oddball it is, even if you want to have an Easter Village or whatever the fuck, I don't care. Um, there's so much more life there's so much more to life than punching a clock and and i just i love to help people optimize the game when they're ready to get out of it yeah
0: and and i think too it's um no i don't think too.
1: my thought left me that's cool it happens to me sometimes too
0: left me in the ditch thanks a Sorry. lot thanks Who's a lot bloodied? Ray Pruitt,
1: you bastard. Anyhow. <laughs> so that's our, our story, our why. Um, yours is because you wanted to find people that could help when, you know, where were you other fuckers when I needed you? Um, and i mine because I, I want to optimize the game for anyone, who, anyone who's ready to get on the 9 to 5. Uh, how do we help people find their own story?
0: Okay, so first you got to start with, who do you help? You gotta get real specific. You can't just be like, "Well, I help the college student, and I also help the empty nester, and mm-hmm. I also help the um, you know, this guy over here, and you know, the a celebrity." You you can't. They all have different needs, so you gotta be mm-hmm. super clear on the who, not the band. Who you help? Because. Yes. If you don't know who you help, it's going to be hard. And, you know, it just depends on, it's not that it has to be like, I help Dr. Evil. He's 45 years old and he only likes to wear silver suits and he's working on destroying the world. It maybe doesn't have to be that specific. It doesn't no, but you have a pretty good idea. And yeah, that's the bald man. He can only
1: be bald. Right. <laughs> well, so you can market to bald men in their 40s though. Definitely if that's who you help if you have a you know an amazing shampoo that helps people grow their hair back Yeah, I'd say targeting bald men in their 40s. is a pretty good audience um, But you want to understand who it is you help because it helps with the marketing It helps you not hate your life down the road when you're like, oh my god all these clients suck Yeah, because they don't fit your niche. They don't give a shit about your story um, So mine is I help creative entrepreneurs and small business owners
0: Yes, uh, who do I help interior designers? Um yeah, I help interior designers, interior decorators, interior design professionals um usually specializing in residential.
1: Yeah, so you know, pretty specific. My audience is usually women because I don't really, I don't there's a lot of politics in dealing with men that I'm like, ugh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> but um usually women, usually um between 20 and 40. Uh again, <sighs> If it's too hard for me to reach you, if I have to sell myself on you time and time again, it's, I can't be fucking bothered. So um, that is why I've dialed it down to an age range and a gender and a a group of people. Um, And then what do you do for them? What do you help them with? I help creative entrepreneurs blank. So, or in your case, whoever you are listening, I'm not going to do the thinking for you. I'm going to need you to go ahead and turn your brain on and think for yourself. Um, If someone else is telling you what your why is, you fucked up.
0: Yeah, you cannot, you can't take someone else's why and think that that's like, well, that sounds close enough. I'll just go with that. Because that's like, you know, trying on someone else's name or something. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not Misha, and Misha's not Alicia. Although our names rhyme. That's true. It's very handy. It is. But trying on each other's names, it would be like, someone would be like, you don't look like Alicia. And yeah. Like Alicia. If
1: I suddenly was like, oh, I'm going to go help interior designers because no one was there when I needed help. Like, that's not even true. So you know what? I have a friend who told me someone stole
0: her story on Facebook. There was a Facebook post, copied it, pasted it with verbatim on wow. her page. And and, and she and the, the friend asked the other one, like, why'd you take it? It's not even your story. He's like, what the fuck do you care? Leave me alone. And it's like What a taco. Yeah, and I'm just like, how weird would you steal someone's story because that doesn't make any sense. And when someone questions you about it, you, you don't have a book to cross-reference like, oh wait, what was I doing when I was eight? I only have one
1: sentence on that. Mm. Right. Yeah, no, you're going to get caught and you're going to look like a dummy for yeah. real. Yeah. It's like um, it's- so we help a certain sub of, subset of people and then we define what it is that we help them with.
0: Yes. and. Why are you doing that? Why are you helping them with whatever it is? Um, and I think one of those exercises too is just to keep asking yourself why, just to see how far back you can go with a why. Yeah, almost like you're giving yourself your own therapy
1: session, right? You know? Why yeah, are- you need to be a little bit introspective on this. It, it's it. When you dig down to the part of the story that makes you feel emotional, like when I think about my dad who has busted his ass his whole life to provide for his family, and he has a very simple dream. He wants a legacy to leave his kids. He wants to grow things in the, or makes me choked up, because I'm like, this man is, you know, he's worked forever. Dude, maybe we should all start sending him Christmas tree seeds. I don't think he would, no. That's, that seems like he's, we're taunting him because he lives in the desert right now, so. <laughs> fucking (laughs) freaks. like sorry about your dream dad um no but it it chokes me up to think about you know someone trapped in a nine-to-five who knows there's more like only just on the other side but doesn't know how to get there yes when you dig down and you find a part of your story that makes you choke up you're getting to the pay dirt
0: oh yeah you are
1: because you know and, and a lot of times you're like connecting with that um
0: there's more to life and you're just like oh i'm getting like my eyes are open. There's more to life. I, I'm, I realize that, you know, my time is finite and I need to fucking get on the train and go where I need to
1: go. Yeah. How does it develop that? Develop. For you that are listening at home, your story is I help XYZ. Who do you help with XYZ? What it is it that you help them with? Because... XYZ and that last one is your why I help creative entrepreneurs look good sound uh, look good sound great and make money online because I want to help anyone who is ready to leave the nine-to-five and make more money
0: yes down with it I don't remember mine
1: you help interior designers kick-ass online because no one was there to help you when you needed it and you wanted to be that person that's right
0: I need more Starbucks
1: uh, yeah, you need to go get some caffeine up in yeah, girl. Or some meth. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. I would not recommend it. Although you are looking very skinny nowadays. Is that the secret? I wish.
0: Dude, if you I had- You wish it
1: was meth? What is wrong with you?
0: Because, you know, I would I'd be skinny and I'd have energy. I'd have no teeth, but I'd be skinny and I'd have right. energy. Can you imagine how much shit I could get done?
1: Uh, yeah, but, you know, the rest of the time you'd be in prison, so. What, you're going to rat me out? I might. I care about you. I dare.
0: Oh, I forgot. We're back to dare again. What is yeah. does the theme song go?
1: I'm not singing the dare theme song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. So you need to go out there. You need to figure out your why. You need to figure out what sets you apart. And you need to find a way to use that to sell. Don't be a slimy used car salesman about it. Don't be all like, oh, I have six kids at home and they're all eating one can of beans. Well, you done messed up if that's your, if that's your story and your why. Um, but you need to figure out how to use that story to connect with your people.
0: Yes. Maybe even imagine it as a little movie. What kind of movie would you make? How would it look?
1: Oh, that's a good one. You could, if if you don't have the funds to make a video right now, you do have a piece of paper and a pen. You could storyboard this. You could really, I mean, Google how to storyboard if you don't know what I'm talking about. But you could draw yourself a little storyboard of, if I was making a movie or a commercial even about my business and how it relates to people and what turns them on, what makes me special, what sets me apart, write it down on paper. Dude, just... Hello, does everybody not have a cell phone? Um, I assume they do. If they're listening to this podcast, they probably have a cell phone.
0: So then what about you just like go into a room, go in the bathroom, go in the closet, I don't care, but go in there and start recording your story. Like tell say pretend you're telling your story on a video to somebody your best friend or whatever. Don't send it because it might be weird. But
1: (laughs) if I get a text from you in the bathroom, like telling a story and I'm like, Oh, she's hitting the meth again. Or no, she had the whole bottle of wine already. Okay. Yes. Um,
0: And tell the story as, and just get it out there and then rewatch it or just re listen to it because you're probably going to find some gems in there.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know what? That's a great, great, great piece of advice. Sometimes when I have a, Okay, so I don't know about you, but for me the shower is like the zone of genius like where all the ideas come Probably because I'm not distracted by a million things But um, I jump out of the shower and then I turn my phone face down because I don't want to videotape my naked body Um, You know I get paranoid too like if I hop in the shower and I hop out and I'm like I'm not pushing the button, but I see the camera. I have to flip you over. Yes, me too. Yes, just in case, the NSA is. Yes,
0: watching to see my saggy mom boobs, I have to (laughs) flip
1: it over. (laughs) Oh, my God, nudity aside, I jump out and I make a recording of whatever it is that I'm thinking of and I listen to it later. That is a great, great idea. If you're sitting there at your desk right now going, okay, well, I actually, you know, what Misha said really spoke to me. I remember when I was a kid and my mom, you know, was a nurse in our house looked like crap because she was never around to decorate it. I was like, I need to fix this shit. That's part of your story. That's part of your why notate it. Listen back later. Incorporate it. Dude, that was almost a
0: wrap. I know. I'm so good at those.
1: No, now we have to get you a grill. No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I'm all set in the teeth department. Oh, well, well, maybe Christmas next year. All right. Maybe, maybe. All right, guys, so go out there and think about your why and think about how you're going to incorporate in your story. And you know what I want you to do? I want you to go ahead and share that on Instagram or Facebook or something. And I want you to tag us because guess what? I actually legit care about you. I care about your business and I want to see you guys putting this stuff into action. All right, so um, go ahead and tag hashtag B3 society so we can see what you're up to.
0: Yes, and um, if you want to, if you're brave, you're feeling good, go share it on our Facebook page. Um, okay. Facebook.com uh, forward slash be through society um, we're always there checking out and sharing with y'all and um, check out the website be through society.com you can sign up to be one of the busy business bitches and you will get updates on when new podcasts pop up and you can listen to their deliciousness
1: yeah absolutely go do that right now and other than that uh, go out there and have an uncommonly good day what what, what? Go there and kick ass online, bruh. <laughs> oh my God. We should <laughs> never be rappers. No, never. All right. Bye guys.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to the B3 Society Busy Business Bitches Podcast with your host, Alicia Wicker and the fab Misha Hetty. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at B3 Society and on our website at as in boy, the number 3 societycom See you there. Thanks for listening to the B3 Society Busy Business Bitches Podcast with your host, Alicia Wicker, and the fab, Misha Hetty. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at B3 Society and on our website at as in boy, the number 3 societycom See you there.